0: They say that the Iranians have been pretty open.
1: Right, except wouldn't you be open if you allowed inspectors to give you a 24-day notice before they show up? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'd be open as hell.
0: It depends what they were looking for at your place, Molly.
1: Well, I could hide drugs within 24 days. I could probably hide some nukes if I really needed to. I just think, I think it's a bit naive. Developing
0: nuclear weapons is a complicated thing to do.
1: Harder than IKEA furniture.
0: It is well
1: there's some pretty hard idea furniture out there. Some of those
0: wardrobes are a bastard.
1: This is the Mid East Beast Podcast. This is Molly Livingstone here in Jerusalem, and of course, on the other side of the pond, we have Alex Giles. In London, England. How are you doing, Alex?
0: I'm doing very well. Good morning. How are you? Good.
1: That's all about to change because we are going to talk. <laughs> we are going to talk about Iran. And when we were deciding how long this podcast should be, you suggested 15 minutes and I said that's all I can stomach on this, which I'm sure a lot of the audience will feel as well. Just to get even started on this plan, it is called the Joint comprehensive plan of action and yet there is nothing i can comprehend about it so let's just have the alex know-it-all segment here (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry alex knows Uh, uh what can you tell us just to sort of get us into a basic iran for dummies which i actually googled yesterday can you help us out and just give us the framework
0: okay Okay, so we are talking about the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, or the Iran Deal, Mm -hmm. which was signed by Obama, signed for the Americans by Obama in 2015. And it's interesting to note that this is a very rare time when both the uh, the Russians and the Chinese were able to come round a table and agree with the U.S., the French, us Brits, Germany and the EU on agreement with Iran. In fact, when it was signed in Vienna, the Iranians had to actually go and add some extra people to their side of the table. Right. So it didn't look like they were heavily outnumbered. Sounds
1: like an episode of Real Housewives of New Jersey. Okay, go on.
0: I'm not familiar with that show, Molly, but if you say so. You
1: can imagine. They throw the table. They throw the table. Oh. But here they okay, sat just- around it.
0: They sat around. It was a big table as well, as far as I'm aware. But in basic terms, and there's a lot of... Obviously, this this agreement went on for pages and pages and pages and pages and pages. But essentially, in return for lifting sanctions, the Iranians agreed to shut down their nuclear facilities, the ones that they were working on for for military use, give access to the International Atomic Energy Agency officials to make sure that they weren't developing nuclear weapons. They've dismantled and removed two-thirds of the centrifuges, and centrifuges is a very hard word to say, especially <laughs> if it's early in the morning here. Uh, in Iran, they've reduced their uranium stockpile by ninety-eight percent. They've shipped twenty-five thousand pounds of the stuff out of the country. The core of the Iraq, 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 Iraq uh, reactor, which would have produced the weapons-grade material, plutonium, has been removed, and that shell has been filled with concrete. So at the moment, it's beyond use. James Mattis, the current uh, defense secretary in the U.S., likes it. Uh, Rex Tillerson, the secretary of state, likes it. And he, you know, doesn't like much. He certainly doesn't like Trump, that <laughs> fucking moron, as he likes to call him. <laughs> and even one of your one of your former prime ministers, Erad Barack, is that how you say Barack? Is, it, is he not Barack? Barack. Barack, Barack, yeah. Barack. He's a Barack. Uh, he likes it as well. So
1: not saying everyone much. Everyone likes it. Okay. So uh, well, can I just ask you a question? I heard what it. you said. But this is a country that has stated there are no homosexuals in their country. Mm -hmm. This is a country that has a department of terrorism and is known to fund Mm -hmm. terrorism. They are celebrating right now because, or not celebrating, but unifying over what Trump is essentially doing, which is saying he doesn't like this plan that Obama did and he's not gonna certify it, he's put it to Congress. Do you really believe in what you just said? Do you really think they're, turning shit off they're not secretly building i mean do you honestly in your gut believe that
0: to be honest it's not for me to believe that you have to rely as much as you can rely on anything on the fact there's a bunch of energy atomic energy officials who say they have excellent access and if you compare that to you know 10 years ago when they were trying to check whether Iraq had weapons of mass destruction, of course, Iraq was being difficult about that. You know, they say that in comparison to that, the Iranians have been been pretty
1: open. Right, except wouldn't you be open if you allowed inspectors to give you a 24-day notice before they show up? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'd be open as hell.
0: It depends what they were looking for at your place, Molly.
1: Well, I could hide drugs within 24 days. I could probably hide some nukes if I really needed to. I just think, I think it's a bit naive.
0: Developing nuclear weapons is a complicated thing to do.
1: Harder than Ikea furniture.
0: It is. Well, there's some pretty hard Ikea furniture out there. Some of those wardrobes are a bastard. But it is a pretty complicated thing. I mean, it's one of the reasons why not many countries in the world have developed it. I mean, after all, you guys haven't managed it. Wink, wink. Right. We're not
1: gonna talk about that.
0: No, no. (laughs) Wink, wink. So, you know, it's a complicated thing to do. It is not the kind of thing that you can, well, it's hard to hide doing it, bearing in mind that you don't just have guys on the ground, wandering around, you know, with big International Atomic Energy Agency stickers on the sides of their cars. You've got satellites going past Iran every day every hour looking at the place you know you've got all sorts of complicated ways of surveying a country and the communications that are going on within that country which suggests that if America and it has now been saying this since 2015 continues to agree that Iran is is following the agreement and the guys that are assigned to deciding that agree then within the realms of possibility it seems likely that they are.
1: Mm, I. But
0: you don't agree with me. You're unhappy with it. Well,
1: I'm here in Israel, which we know yep. Iran is never going to be our Facebook friend. We've kind of accepted no, no. that.
0: You keep on pressing those those requests for friends and they, they always <laughs> turn you down. It's harsh, man.
1: Yeah. We even like. You
0: keep poking them. You keep doing that poke thing, but it ain't going to happen. You
1: put some, you know, really pretty Israelis in the profile picture, both men mm-hmm. and women. And Understood. that's still, you know, even a dick pic won't get them on board, so to speak. But. Bibi Netanyahu, the Prime Minister, this has been his... You know, one and only mission to shut down Mm -hmm. the Iranian nuclear situation. You remember that fantastic picture at the UN where he, a picture, the
0: bomb and the fuse going out of it. Yeah. Just
1: like the cartoons back in the 50s. So he's been on this for quite a while. I have sat at his residence. He was trying to get the Anglo vote at the time for his Mm reelection, which I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm no fan of yours. But he talked about it then as well and he did use that word centrifuge um and he said that's the most dangerous part he still claims that's the most dangerous part and the fact that obama was willing at the beginning to let them have 6500 that went down to 6000 again these are numbers that i could just spew out and have no actual understanding of but for the fact that bbc seemed terrified that they had them mm-hmm. and he still is supporting Trump on this decision. Obviously, their bromance continues while the rest of the world is barfing him out. It is very scary to understand that Iran could have this development, could build. it What he said at the time, Bibi said at the time, and this was two years ago, this was before the actual deal passed in 2015 when he was still trying to get it not to, Um, he said that they could still, with the deal on the table, build nuclear weapons within a year and a half of it passing, which we're kind of at that point or beyond. Obviously that's not the case as far as we know as just humble citizens of the world. But I think with Iran and North Korea, which, you know, they're also cray cray and ready to go and blow shit up. And the reality TV show that we're watching of President Trump and North Korea and Iran thanking Trump and saying, we're united because you're so crazy that we're coming together on, you know, you wanting to take this deal back. That all the sides of the Iranian, you know, pro, against, love, hate, the Ayatollah, they're all together unified and they're saying this out loud in their own tweets. And it's bizarre and it's all could really happen. I mean, we're talking a real kind of World War Three that you're just watching play out. And the only solace I have is actually that I'm in Israel and I think Israel could shut this all down. Meaning I think our security, our like undercover agents, all of it is the only real power. I don't think America has that kind of power because I just don't think they're ready for it. And I think the rest of the world might be a little too naive to understand it. Is that like rude? Am I just no, being like an no, egomaniac? No. I mean,
0: look, Israel has a history of taking decisive action when it felt that there was a direct, you know, a direct and immediate or upcoming threat to the country. And you've only got obviously the, the famous case of the bombing of the Iraq reactors back in uh, I'm going to say 82 but someone's going to correct me when you attack that um, reactor and and basically shut down or certainly postponed Iraq's efforts to have nuclear weapons by many years and you look more recently with the Olympic project which was the cyber warfare project which infested the Iranian centrifuges and uh, made them spin out of control and that's widely believed to have been an Israeli stroke American cyber attack. Stroke of
1: genius, yeah.
0: A stroke of genius. I mean, let's get one thing straight. Nobody is saying, well, outside of Iran broadly, um, no one is saying Iran is a good place or a good actor. They do bad things, you know. (laughs) They foment violence in Iraq and Syria. They continue to test conventional ballistic missiles. They continue to detain some Americans. As as you pointed out at the top of this, they have a whole bunch of unpleasant... Uh, They fund terrorism. Laws. They fund terrorism. They have a whole bunch of unpleasant laws against their own people and against minorities in their country. And there is a lot to say about the place. However, a nuclear version (laughs) of that country is a bad situation worse. And however much you might detest negotiating with Iran realistically you really kind of have two options you can force them down a line in which they will think that they are about to be attacked which will only encourage them to tear up treaties and get nuclear weapons as quickly as possible and you've only got to look at the example of Libya now both the Iranians and the North Koreans look at Gaddafi and Gaddafi if you remember gave up his weapons of mass destruction program. He gave up his nuclear program because he thought a new dawn had happened and you know the Brits had come over and the Americans had come over and there was going to be lots of exports into his country and he gave up his his weapons and then the minute that there's civil strife in his country and he's having to beat up the people who have decided to essentially rise up against him his own people guess what? The French, the Americans and the British go on the side of the rebels. um, And he ends up getting sodomized on the boot on the front of a car and beaten to death by his own people. Not a fun day for him. (laughs) So not a good day. He was
1: the most popular costume that year for Purim, which is the time when we get dressed up in Israel. (laughs) Just FYI, there were tons of Gaddafis (laughs) in Israel that year.
0: Well, you know, the Iranians and the North Koreans both look at that and they say, you know what, there's a reason that the permanent members of the Security Council of the UN are all nuclear powers, right? You know, there is a reason those are the five. There is a reason that France and UK, even though we are nowhere near the powers that we were back in 1945, are members of the Security Council, permanent members of the Security Council, and Germany, or Spain, or Brazil, or India, name other countries that that you want, aren't Permanent members of the Security Council, and the reason is those five countries are all the first five nuclear powers, and that is the only reason that they are that. So, you know, there is a lot of hypocrisy, I'm afraid, on our side when we wonder, you know, we're we're sort of surprised in some ways that people would want nuclear weapons. It's pretty obvious why other countries would want nuclear weapons. If I was really getting on my high horse, and I know this will probably get a load of it, you know, there'll be some criticism of this. Israel, wink, wink, doesn't have a nuclear program. Where did you develop, you know, that program? You developed Yeah, we're South such Africa. a small
1: country. How could we...
0: Absolutely, but you developed that program, you know, with the aid of the South Africans at a time when South Africa was a country, well, obviously apartheid, was under sanctions by pretty much... Everybody mm-hmm. at the time. And you, uh, you were happy to do business there. And I'm not quite sure where I'm going with this. But I suppose I'm just pointing out that international relations is a business of, of realism. You do the things that you think are best for you to maintain your state. That's how Israel quite rightly operates. And that's why it does certain things that certain people, bleeding heart liberals, don't like. But it's also why Iran does the things that it does. It is perfectly realist mm. in its actions.
1: I don't know, Alex, because I think they do a lot of things that harm their own people for the greater good of maybe just the government and the Ayatollah. And they're really... Oh, ah, yes, like, yeah, absolutely. Saying but there's it's, no a government,
0: it's a government that's realist. It's not the people. You know, you don't have to act in the best interest of your people. Mm. You have to act. If you're as a realist, in the best interest of you being the guys in power. And as long as you can throw enough... Meet to the constituents that keep you in power, um, you're okay. I mean, you know, go back to Trump, where we started all this. Trump does not act, or seems to not not act, in the best interests of the entire population of the US. Well, he threw
1: paper towels to Puerto Rico. You can't ask him for more. You can't ask for more. There's got to be. You can't ask
0: for that if you need paper towels he's the guy to go to because if you're at the back of the crowd he's got a nice jump shot there well he didn't actually jump but he's got a nice (laughs) shot there and he can reach you so if you do need a paper towel he's your go-to president but you know there's a reason the guy sits there with you know under 40 percent approval but still has a pretty solid chance of you know all things being equal winning again in 2020 because he takes a Well, it's almost by accident in his way, but he takes this realistic view and he goes to his constituents and he keeps them happy. And that's what the Iranians do, the Iranian government, the Iranian regime, it's what Israel does, it's what we here in in Britain try to do. and. Well, I'm not quite. Where where am I going with this? I don't know. because I feel feel I'm babbling on now. Well,
1: the bottom line is this plan that Obama got them to approve that is in action as of right now. I mean, they're still getting. Don't forget, they got money. The sanctions were released and they got a good deal on their part, which is why they took it. So this is all still happening right now. It may not continue to happen if congress changes their mind in america we don't know what that looks like but this plan was even talked about getting a peace prize and that to me reminds Mm -hmm. me of the oslo accords where of course there was a nobel peace prize handed out and i think that was a real shit deal in the end and that wasn't just hindsight it kind of all fell apart right from the get-go so i'm very worried If this plan continues, I'm very worried if the plan doesn't continue because I'm not sure what a new plan looks like. But mostly, I'm just worried for the world because when I read headlines on CNN that I think are our headlines at the Mideast Beast that say, Russian trollers, this was the headline, Russian trollers watched House of Cards before contacting Americans, (laughs) yeah, for Trump's election. I'm shitting myself over here because I cannot believe that's a headline, that that is real, that we're discussing it. I can't believe in North Korea, you know, he's giving his sister power now. His brother mysteriously was murdered. He's just
0: following the American way. I mean, he doesn't have a daughter.
1: Right, of course, understandably, (laughs) that makes sense. But when you read those kinds of headlines and then we're here trying to deconstruct Whatever the hell this plan is. And I'm understanding Iran is a state of terrorism. They fund Hamas. They fund Hezbollah. Basically now, the only way a person can really get at Iran is through lawfare which is going to money that's being channeled from Iran to America, proving that America has money from Iran that it used to blow people up in Israel. This is like a thing. When I read stuff like that, and even the gay part, there's no gays in Iran, I question them having a drop of nuclear energy, let alone a missile that can take any of us out. So here we are, we're left in Babblesville. you and I, Talking about Mm. talking and trying to understand a comprehensive plan. I don't know what our audience is going to think of this one. It hurts your stomach a little bit, right? Or a lot?
0: A lot. Yeah. A lot. And the thing to bear in mind, what you've just done is given this situation more thought probably than Trump did before (laughs) making the (laughs) announcement. If you want to get really worried at least you are thinking, either to be get worried about it or to give yourself some credit, um, you are thinking about this more than the President of the United States does.
1: Oh, boy. Well, I'm going to leave that one to our audience <laughs> to decide. We're going to wrap it up here because there's just only so much I can take and probably you too. Of course, you can subscribe on iTunes. We now have our podcast there. We're also on SoundCloud. We're on Facebook, The Midi Speast. You can follow us on Twitter at Midi Speasties and our website, themidispiece.com. We want to thank Scott Kahn, our editor and producer. He's probably sitting there chugging Pepto-Bismol, right? That pink stuff. (laughs) Just trying to get... He's like, I thought I was just going to have to edit out ums. (laughs)
0: we're beyond the um
1: we are duh
0: edit me harshly today
1: i want to hear from our listeners share in the comments if you get it if you don't get it if you think this plan should not be called comprehensive like me share it out tell us what you think maybe next week we can go back to something just like a little more unnerving What do you think, Alex?
0: We'll do more comedy next week, I promise. Uh,
1: This is all just a great big joke. And on that note, this has been the Mid-East Beast Podcast.